Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. This is the day the Lord's made. We get to rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. That's some good stuff. I was blessed. These are true servants. Mitch and Lindy, we appreciate you guys. You're a blessing, praise God, to this body of believers. You're a blessing to myself, and uh, I think you're a blessing to the Lord, praise God. It's, uh, it's just good to be together, isn't it? Good to see your smiling faces here today, praise God. Um, so we've been doing this series on, uh, on family matters, uh, really apropos for that being you know, the holidays uh, is, is just a, a great time for families to be together. And uh, so I want to minister a little bit uh, this morning about concerning the, uh, our place in the family. What, uh, let me just say this. God thinks very highly of the family. He instituted the family. And the family is more under attack than than anything that I know of right now. Um, the family unit is uh, uh, very much so under attack. And uh, the enemy would love to divide. He's divided many families. How many families do you know that the children are living in a, a single parent home um, and if, they, if, if you're one of those homes, this is not to bring any condemnation, but you feel the sting of that. And, uh, and because of it today, we have many young people being raised that's actually, we're seeing being put in positions of leadership that have no business being in leadership because they've never learned um, how to follow in their younger years not their fault but the raising that they were uh, uh, subject to and so it's, it's very important that uh, uh, I'm, I'm just thankful for the families that do uh, do the right thing amen aren't you thankful for that Jonathan you might turn a little bit of heat on there it's getting kind of chilly there um so the family unit is very powerful. And I think that's why the enemy knows that a family that's working together, a family that's, that's uh, uh, moving together in unity, I mean, there's nothing impossible. I mean, th th there's no limits to what uh, a unified family unit can do. And when they teach their children, um, when, when, when parents teach their children, that you know you can do whatever you want to do if if God before you who can be against you and it begins to uh, uh, really set things in motion for uh, just the miraculous to take place and so the enemy knows that and so the the attack is on against that and what's really sad is you see especially to a time like this during the the holidays um, that you see a lot of families going up further apart than coming together 
I want to encourage you today, regardless of what kind of a relationship that you have with your families currently, I ask you to reach out to them. You know, uh, some people don't, sometimes people don't know how to draw together as a family. Um, the, many of you know the story as I was raised in a home that uh, I had a father, but I didn't have a dad. Um, I, I, I saw him, uh, you know, abuse my mom. I saw him, um, it, it was not a healthy environment. And it's a miracle that I'm here today and not sitting in some jail cell someplace because I had purposed if he ever laid hands when, on, on my mom again, I'd kill him. And I, I was serious about that as a young lad, 17 years old. And uh, I'd had enough of it. But God. Thank God God intervened in my life. Thank God, because I needed a Savior. And uh, I'd never had, and any young man knows the importance of having their father's blessing. Might be some of you in this room today, I know there is that haven't had your father's blessing. You know, I think about times that even if I just had, I, I never knew what it was like for my, my dad to ever just lay his hand on my shoulder. Uh, just a meaningful touch. Or, or the term son, being called son. It was more like dunce or idiot or something like that. And so I vowed with my family that I would never treat them like that because I felt what that was like. And I might be talking to somebody here and, 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 and you may have felt some things or you may have had a wonderful uh, father or dad. And that's awesome. But uh, where I'm going with this is when my dad was on his uh, deathbed uh, I was there with him, and uh, I told him, I said, Dad, he was, uh, he was in really bad shape. I said, Dad, I said, uh, I know you've never told me this, and I've never told you, but I want you to know that I love you. I'd never told him that. He had never told me that. And so he started squirming in the bed a little bit there. It was really hard for him. He says, well, God knows that. Well, to make a long story short, just a few days before that, he gave his life to Christ. My mom would never leave him. We all, all of us siblings, tried to get her to leave and not put up with that, and she said, I can't. She was afraid for his soul. He'd beat her and she'd say, Dad, Jesus loves you. She'd never back off of that. When we got the call to know that he wasn't going to be around much longer, we uh, jumped in the airplane, living in Tulsa at the time, and headed to Ohio. 
I'd stopped and refueled up in uh, Missouri someplace and then got back in the air and was flying along and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I, I, I can't release Dad to go on until I know that he's given his life to you. Little did I know. Almost at that moment, my pastor in Ohio was leading him to Jesus. I landed in uh, in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, and was taxiing the plane around to park, and here comes Mom running out across the tarmac. Tears just running down her face. Ran up to the airplane before I even had it shut down, run up the airplane. Dad just accepted Jesus. Made it all worthwhile. So, laying on that deathbed, I told him, I said, Ed, you never told me this. I've never told you, but I want you to know that I love you. I knew I had to do that. He said, well, I know God knows. He, he said, uh, God knows that. I said, well, Dad, I, God knows that. But I needed to say it, and you needed to hear it. And then it wasn't but just a couple hours after that. I said, Dad, don't worry about it. I said, you... Uh, You've accepted Jesus. Don't hang around. Go on. Go on. Heaven's waiting on you. Go on. And he just slipped out of his body and went. My mom and and uh, my sister had went down to the cafeteria. I just went down to the cafeteria. And that quick he was gone. So I went down and told him. I said, hey, Dad's in glory. Praise God. Made it all worthwhile. I'm talking to you about Family. And the family is under attack. But to my mama, she was, she loved God with everything she had. Never a person ever met my mama didn't like her. Sometimes my family gets me to laugh. They'll get me to laugh. If they try to give me a big old belly laugh. You know, I said, you sound just like grandma. But I'm so thankful to have that heritage, somebody that loved God like my mama did. But because of her uh, uh, not backing down, my dad's in glory to this day. She didn't care after that. She didn't care what happened. And she had a, a good life the rest of her time here on this earth. Matter of fact, when she went to glory, she just sat in her chair and went home. Didn't even click her life alert button. She's out of there. <laughs> she kept saying, son, I'm ready. I am ready to go. I am ready. Well, hang on a little bit, Mama. We might not be ready for her. She said, that's all right. You'll see me in glory. I'm ready. <laughs> and she did. She just went. She just... And the Bible talks about an abundant entrance prepared for those that's, that's in that position. It's ready to go. So family is a very special family is under attack to this day but I'm telling you God has a good plan for the family and there's a lot of strength that comes out of that there's a lot of things that I'm thankful for that my dad taught me there's hardly hardly anything I can't do can't figure out to do or, or whatnot. and, and, and that my, my dad in, in, in many ways was almost a genius 
um, to be able to uh, to be able to figure things out. And he had a mind that just wouldn't quit. And uh, many people said he should have been a doctor. Said he was incredible. And uh, matter of fact, I took an, uh, one of those tests one time, and that's what told me that I should be a doctor. I said, "Well, I kind of like doing that, but you know, <laughs> but we'll leave that up to Doctor Jesus. Praise God, <laughs> he's the best at it." But there's a lot of things I'm thankful for that he share, showed me, and uh, he he taught me the importance of your word, that you never back off on your word, uh, that that your your word is paramount. Matter of fact, I see my dad lose basically our inheritance that should have been uh, close to a million dollars over a handshake. Sold 840 acres on a handshake. And of course, who he shook hands with wasn't honest. And so he lost it. Didn't have to, but but that's all right. I give it, I give that to, we give that to God a long time ago, praise God. And God's taking good care of us, so Hallelujah. But, um, but family is very uh, important, and so there's such an attack from the enemy on that because he knows uh, the strength, he knows the abilities in that family unit to be strong, to be, uh, you know, to be, uh, to do things, to accomplish things. And so there's a couple things I want to get to here in Scripture that talk about the, um, the family that we're a part of. Now we have, I've talked to you a little bit about my natural family. I had, uh, have, had uh, four sisters and one brother grew up uh, with them. I've already had two of my sisters. I'm the baby in the family. Two of my sisters already moved to glory. And uh, my brother and two other sisters are still here on planet earth. I have a good relationship with them. Uh, all of them born again, filled with the spirit, praise God. I've seen it spread like wildfire through my family. Um, and uh, it's just pretty awesome that, uh, uh, matter of fact, my my first, my oldest sister that's moved on to glory, she moved on many years ago. I never had a relationship really because it was such a separation of age between us. But after she got born again, her and I became so close, it was pretty special. So it just shows you the power of your spiritual family, your heavenly family, and what how God could work through that. And I know to some of you, and like to even to myself, uh, there's many people, uh, uh, believers, brothers and sisters in Christ that I'm really closer to than even my own family. Some of you can attest to that. And uh, it, it, it's a special bond together. And so, you know, we, we moved here in 96, you know, the Bowers here, we moved here with our three boys, uh, my wife and I and our three boys, and uh, Michael, Pastor Michael, uh, our oldest, you know, that leads praise and worship was up here. You know, he was, uh, I believe he was uh, uh, 15 or 16, I think 15 at the time. Uh, and then there are two uh, younger sons underneath him. And uh, now to this day, they, they, uh, uh, they love God and are all involved in ministry. And it's, it's real to them. I see many uh, 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 families that are in the ministry that have a lot of problems and difficulties. And I'm, I, I, I thank God every day that we have such a strong unit because God did that. But I think one of the factors is, is with myself and my wife, what you see is what you get. 
we're going to be the same here as you see us out wherever. And I'm not saying that to put a pin on my chest, but I also see many families that are, you know, they live one way in church and another way outside, one way in ministry and another way, and you can't do that. I mean, uh, you, you've got to live your life as unto Christ, praise God, every day. And so uh, we're thankful that what God's did in our lives, in our families. Uh, is there some things I would do over, uh, if I had to do it over again, do it a little different? Probably so. We all have that, but, uh, you know, we can't do anything about the past, but we can do something about the future. So I'm talking about this a little bit because I know that in this room there's so many varieties of families, of situations of where you're at in your family. You may come from a single family. You may even be uh, uh, come from a, uh, uh, as being grew up as an orphan. You may, uh, um, for a single family, you may have a mom and dad. You may your mom and dad may have remarried. You may have a step uh, uh, mom and dad. You have uh, step uh, uh, brothers and sisters. You have there's a whole different. Uh, um, you may not even have any brothers or sisters or or whatnot. But regardless you know what the family unit and everyone knows what it's like to be accepted into a family and regardless of where we're at whether good or not so good when we came into the family of God I'm telling you God's love wrapped himself around us and said you're my son you're my daughter and will always be there for us to strengthen us, even in the darkest time, he's right there. Regardless, he's right there. And it's such a blessing to know that there's that kind of strength and there's that kind of empowerment in our heavenly family that we're a part of. So turn your Bibles, if you would, to get started here. We'll go to Ephesians, the third chapter. Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to look at something that uh, here um, Paul was talking to the church at Ephesus. Verse 9, let's start right there. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that we faint not, that you faint not in my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, 
and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. I was talking about this family. That regardless of opposition or persecution that Paul is talking about that I may encounter or that I may face, we're a part of this family. We bow our knees unto our Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And underneath of that headship is this whole family in heaven and earth. We're named under that. When we come into Christ, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we come into that family, we're taken into that family, that can, and in that nothing can separate us from God's love. This is a family of love, and, 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 and a lot of people, times people have a hard time understanding what true love is because they've not experienced it in their own family, Sadly. But even, I can tell you this, even if you've had an awesome family and experienced the love of a family in an awesome way, you, you, it still doesn't measure up to the love of God. And it's not something that we could comprehend with our mind, our natural ability, this love. Matter of fact, he explained it this way. He says that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. This is not three-dimensional. This is four-dimensional. See, this goes beyond man's dimension. This is to, and he wants us to know this love that passes all knowledge. So you can't, you can't understand it. You can't get it up here. That ye might be filled with the fullness of God. So in understanding God's love, there's that fullness that comes in. What is that fullness? It's of God himself. Anything that you may need and more comes in when God comes in. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm telling you, God brought in everything that he is and will ever be is available to you and I. And we'll never experience it all here on this earth. That's why we have eternity to go after to look for. Now unto him that is, that is able to do. Why did he use the word able? Because it's dependent upon us. It's there. It's like <laughs> it's like a fire hose that has a valve on it, and you begin to crack that valve and think, there's no way I'm opening this whole thing. Because it's more than I can handle. That's what it's like tapping into God. It's like, I just barely got this thing open and it's overwhelming me. Hallelujah. That's our God. That's who he is. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly. He didn't just say to do abundantly. He said exceedingly abundantly. Above all that we could even ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now unto him be the glory in, in the church or in this family by Christ Jesus throughout all ages rolled without end. So this is the family that we've been, we've been set in or grafted into by his love. 
When we came into that, into this family, it doesn't matter. I went to a, 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 a young man's house the other night, and he and his wife just separ- just recently are uh, um, uh, separated. And I told him, I said, you've got to have some help here. He said, I know. Make a long story short, led him to Jesus, just, he just broke before God. What happened? He felt a love that he ran smack into a love that he had never experienced before in his life. And it began a change in his life that who knows where all will take him. It's a shame he hadn't experienced that earlier, but God will help him. God will help this family. But I'm telling you, you run into the love of God, it changes things. It changes everything. The things that we deem sometimes so important, all of a sudden we realize it's nothing in the light of who he is to us. So where we're going with this is, okay, this is the Christmas season. This is the time that we're supposed to be together. And I know that there may be families here that you think, well, you know, the Christmas this year is going to be different than last year because maybe so-and-so's moved on to glory or it's not with us. And, and uh, oh, that just reminds me. Um, how many of you know the, uh, can I share about Don? How many of you know Don and Julie Ellis? You know Don and Julie? Well, Don uh, passed away last week, day before yesterday. And two weeks ago, Don gave his life to Jesus. Doesn't that change things? Changes it all. Makes it all. He came into the family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't ever lose sight of those when you get together this Christmas season. If there's a family member that don't know Jesus, just love on them. You're full of it. You're full of the love of God. Just let it splash out all over them, praise God, until they just give in. Amen. Because there's this love that's been put on the inside of us that the natural man can't understand. It's so, so deep and wide and long and it, 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 it's, it's, it's but you, you can't see the ends of it or, or the top of it or the, the, the perimeters at all but you can sure feel it <laughs> and it changes everything so if you if things uh, are uh, seemingly uh, shaping up to be kind of sad around your house this Christmas I encourage you to begin to realize I'm a part of a family. And I've been filled with the love of God. And if nothing else, I can splash that love on somebody else. 
Invite somebody over to your place. Invite somebody into your family this Christmas season. And just let the love of God loose in a great way. Amen? Because we're in this family. We're a part of this. And one of the, the, the main stanchions in this family is the love of God that can't be comprehended with a natural mind, but certainly can be experienced. Hallelujah. So if some loneliness tries to set in, just grab that thing by the, by the cuff of the neck and throw it out and say, you don't know who you're dealing with. There's more love in me to go around, praise God and just begin to find somebody to turn it loose on. Amen. Turn, turn to Acts chapter 4, if you would, please. Acts chapter 4. Let's look at uh, verse uh, 13. Now here, we're going to talk a little bit about Peter and John here. And it says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, verse 13, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. We have a whole different concept of what ignorant means. Ignorant means unknowing about things, okay? It's not. Anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'll tell you what. Every one of us in this room are ignorant in some fashion or unlearned about them. That's all it means. Okay. Just so we get that clear. <laughs> um, ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Amazing to know. Why? Because they saw the boldness that came on them, the confidence of who they were. People can tell you if you've been with Jesus or not. And beholding the, the man... Uh, which was healed, standing with them and could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go outside uh, or out of the council, they conferred amongst them, uh, uh, themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? We're talking about Peter and John here now. That they indeed, a not uh, that indeed a notable miracle had been done by them is manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it, verse 17. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in his name. And they called them, commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Well, what do you think Peter and John said about that? But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to, uh, to hearken unto you more uh, than unto God, judge you. You'd be the judge of that. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. In other words, they're basically saying, You ain't going to shut us up. We got something to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So when they had further threatened uh, them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people, for all men glorified God for which that had been done. For the man was above 40 years old of whom this miracle of healing was showed. Now look at verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own company. 
and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. This is our key uh, verse right now in this passage, is in being let go, they went to their own company. Why did they all went to their own company? Because there was strength there. There was love there. There was everything that they might need being encouraged. Even though they stood up against this and they was told not to go uh, keep preaching. And they said, you know, we just come before the leaders and uh, we're going to keep on preaching. But they went back to their own company. They checked in to their own company. They went back to where the strength, the help was, the encouragement was. Family is your own company. Now, your own company may be even, your, it may be more your heavenly family than it is your earthly family. They might understand you better than your own natural family understands you. But regardless, I'm telling you, there is strength. There's strength in your natural family. There is strength in your heavenly family. And don't separate yourself or isolate yourself and say, oh, I got this. I, I, no, I just want to be by myself. That's the flesh wants to be by itself. And then all it wants to do is moan and groan and everything else that comes with it. That's the flesh. But what we need, we need to draw close to one another. We need to be able to come back to a, a place where we can come back to. I know that even... You know, it's, it's always good, like when I go up to see my family up in Ohio, still they live up there today, and, and, uh, and, and, and Pastor Nancy's family lives in Nebraska. It's always good to go see them and our natural family. But do you know where we enjoy coming back to is right here. This is our own company, and this is our family. Our natural family uh, our close family lives here, our, our children, their family. But you're here. You're part of our family. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's just the way it is. You got us. And we love you guys, and we're thankful for you. And uh, how it started with this young man that accepted the Lord is I had just made a phone call. I hadn't talked to him for a while or anything. Made a phone call and was very rude on the phone. What do you want? I said, whoa. Uh, and I went ahead and hung up from him and I sent him a text. And I said, hey, I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know I'm here if you need something. About five days later, we're on our trip and I get this text and says, uh, I'd like to talk to you. He said, uh, I think you can help me with some things. Being a minister, and uh, he said, I'd like to meet with you. So I went over to his house, and that's where I was able to lead him to Jesus. But there's people around that need the help. They might come off, they might, the world on their shoulders. They don't know how to respond sometimes. Don't be critical. Don't be judgmental. Just make yourself available. You never know what's going to change. You say, well, I didn't deserve that. Well, maybe you didn't, but Jesus didn't either. Hallelujah. And he lives in us.
So there's people that's hurting and people that need help. Always let yourself be available. You might be hurting. It might be a time in your life that you're even hurting with some things and dealing with problems. But I'll guarantee you, the minute that you begin to minister, minister by faith, love by faith, praise God, there's a, there's a strength that will come on you from that giving. You might be the one that's, that's hurting in a situation, but as you begin to give, all of a sudden that begins to change. Because that's how you, that's how you fix a problem is planting a seed. And you begin to receive a harvest. Amen? Go to 1 John. 1 John chapter, chapter 1. Let's run over there real quick. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I tell you, we serve such a good God, don't we? Hallelujah. First John chapter 1. I was going to start here in verse 7, but let's just back up. And verse 5. Now let's start verse 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Everybody say fellowship. And that's not just a bunch of fellows in a ship. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can be. <laughs> Amen. But he says, but if I walk in the light and he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. In other words, if we're both walking in the light, we have something that is common. We can fellowship together. Have you ever talked to somebody that you had, I mean, you were struggling just to f give me one thing that we can use as a common denominator here to carry on a conversation and nothing? That is an awkward, very awkward, yeah, isn't it? I mean, you look, look, I'm, I'm a, what, what, what can I use or whatever. But when... When, when you ever strike a chord with someone and you find out that you have all these common denominators together it's like all of a sudden it's like man you know your husband or your wife saying come on we need to go well wait a minute you're just having such a good conversation right but there's that fellowship that we have with other believers in this family that's that common denominator that's really special right and sometimes what's sad is the enemy will try to come in and he'll try to bring division in the body of Christ. When we have this common denominator, when we have the availability of a good fellowship, but we allow the enemy to come in and cause division. Let's not allow that. I, I've just kind of made the decision that I, am, I refuse to be a puppet in the enemy's hand. How about you? I refuse to be his puppet, to be controlled by his strings. No, that was broken 2,000 years ago, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen.
And we have authority over him. He's defeated. He's under our feet. Glory to God. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. And so let's not let anything come in that, that fellowship that we have with one another. Hallelujah. And if you don't have a common denominator there, get them born again. Then you'll have one. Praise God. Simple as that. Amen. Billy Mills. I'm going to use you and Judy as an example again, if that's all right. Thank you for your... <laughs> they've given me permission before to do this. But when Billy came to me the first time, he didn't, he didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Judy didn't either, but she did. She, she prayed the prayer, praise God, accepted Jesus, glory to God. They're having difficulties in their relationship. This is many years ago. And... Uh, they were ready to go their separate ways. And uh, Judy wanted to meet with me again, and I said, I'm sorry, Judy. I said, I won't meet again unless your husband comes with you. She said, well, he won't come. I said, well, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. About 20 minutes later, she called and said, he'll come. <laughs> Billy, that was a good call that you made, buddy. So he came. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So Billy came, sat in my office, when my office used to be right back over here. And I said, Billy, I want to tell you something. I said, you guys, in order to make this work, you're going to have to get a common denominator between you. I said, your wife has accepted Jesus. You need to do the same. And he accepted Jesus, his Lord and Savior. I said, now we've got something to work with. How many years ago was that, guys? Take that, devil. <laughs> See, they both come into the family. They were struggling in their family. But when they came into the family of Christ, there was a love there. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, God will do it. He'll do it through the love of God. Amen. So... But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. If, so, so, sins is the wrong. It's missing the mark, right? That means to miss the mark. We've all missed the mark in some ways. And, uh, but when we come in, the blood of Jesus, praise God, will wash all that away. You did what, Kidry? <laughs> you did what? <laughs> no, it's under the blood. Thank God for that. God, remember whenever, you know, when I was struggling, what are you talking about, he says. It's under the blood. See, we've talked about how it doesn't, it doesn't cover, the blood doesn't cover, it cleanses. I might have a stain on my shirt, and it might be, I might could cover it. I don't have, just so you know. But, <laughs> but if, if I had a stain there and, and put something over it and covered it, it would be covered, but it's still there, right? But if it's cleansed, you can't find it. Hallelujah. We've been cleansed. We've been made clean by the blood of Jesus. Aren't you thankful for that? Praise God. Amen. And so don't hold it to someone else's account if you see a stain there. 
Just help them get it under the blood. Amen. Because that's where it's at. It's not about judging someone while well, you did this and you. I have a hard time dealing with because of blah, blah, blah. Just give them to Jesus. Praise God. Let the, let the love of God be greater than all that. Hallelujah. Last scripture we'll go to, to 2 Corinthians. Go over to, uh, back up to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's good to be in a good family. Hallelujah. We're in the light. Praise you, Father God. Amen. Let's look at verse... Uh, of course, we can start this out by, in chapter 5, verse 17. Um, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new, brand new creature. Or one translation says, a new species of being that never before existed. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, or a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It's in him. But look over in, in chapter uh, uh, six, and let's look. Uh, begin reading here in verse fourteen. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? I want to I want to talk about this just for a moment, because many times uh, people are struggling where they're at is because the family they're a part of or trying to hook up with are not family members. They don't have that common denominator. They've never received Jesus. Doesn't mean we throw them out. We don't have anything to do with them. You say, well, Jesus, he was with the publicans and sinners. Yeah, but he didn't live there. Okay? His fellowship wasn't there. He went there and, and, and presented the love of God to them and seen many people changed, but it was their choice. And it's the same way with us today. So I want to talk to you about the family that may not be your blood kin, but maybe it's your friends that you have brought into this family unit. If they don't know Jesus or they're not, or maybe they, maybe they, maybe they accepted Jesus, but they're not walking with him, I'm telling you, if you're not careful, it'll pull you down because you're being unequally yoked. You're hooked up together with something. See, whenever, it was one of the big things with me when I accepted Christ, it was like, yeah, I'd heard the stories, well, yeah, but you're, when you do that, then everybody will turn against you and you lose all your friends. That was a lie because actually they wasn't really my friends. If they was my friends, they would listen to what I had to say and be interested in the change that just took place in my life and they would want to welcome that into their life as well. I found out that the friends that I got after that was a whole lot more and a whole lot better that would stick with me because there was a bond that didn't jump, jump ship if things got tough or hard or demanding on the flesh. And so, uh, who's your family? Who are you hooked up with? Who are you, uh, what's the circles that you're running in? I have, I know one person said, told him, he says, uh, to his friend after he accepted Jesus, he said, now I want you to know that he says, I'm going to quit hanging out with you unless you accept Jesus just like I did. And he says, well, tell me more. 
and actually was able to lead him to the Lord. Hallelujah. So you never know. Peer pressure goes a long way sometimes. <laughs> oh, I know if I just I know if I just tell him that he's going to abandon me. Quit listening to the lies of the devil, praise God. Be the light. Amen. Say, hey, if we're going to have fellowship together, we need to get some light going on in your life. We need to turn the light on inside your life. Amen. So he says here, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship or what communion hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Well, we can understand that, right? I mean, it's kind of like, uh, what's, what's the two, <laughs> uh, the, the, the contrast of, uh, oh, uh, uh, Danny uh, DeVito and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's the movie? Twins. Yeah. Is there a, a little contrast there? <laughs> Would you ever see them two together? Well, sometimes that's the way, you, you know, you might go someplace and you fight, you know, I'm the odd man out here, or the odd woman out here. I just, I have nothing in, in, in common. But I'm telling you, the love of God will bring things together regardless of shape, size, culture, or anything else like that. The love of God will do it. Amen. The love of God's greater than that. But remember this, that he tells us this in this. And he says, uh, for what concord hath Christ with Belial, or is, is, is uh, idol worship, or, uh, you know, not God, or what part hath he that believed with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, because of this, or wherefore, because of this, come out from among them, them what? That are, that are not unequally yoked with you. Those that choose to go the way of idol worship or, or not go with God, not have God in their life. Come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. For you and, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Chapter 7, verse 1, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, and perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So there's a work to do in our lives. I mean, if we're, you know, if we're in a, in a family of, I'm not talking about maybe a blood family, but just friends, you, you've, you've got your family going there, and, and, and you, you experience the love of God, you accept Jesus as your Lord, and your friends don't want to, there's something that's going to have to change. Because if you go, if you continue to walk that walk, that darkness will begin to overpower your light. I see people at different times saying, "Oh, I'll get them changed." I'll get, I even see uh, um, husbands and wives—they're about to get married—and and the wife said, "Oh, we get married. I'll, I'll, I'll get him. I'll get him born again." No, you got the most power over him you'll ever have right now. 
if you're not getting born again right now, there's a good chance this may not happen down the road. So, get out of that situation. Uh, sometimes we, we might be business dealings. Be very careful. Uh, I mean, there's even, on that note, there's other, even Christians I wouldn't do business. I'm sorry, but it's just a fact. And that's sad. shouldn't be that way, but it is. But regardless, those that you fellowship with or have concord with, it needs to be those that's going to strengthen you and pull you higher. Like I've said before, I like to hang around people that are stretching me, pulling me to a higher place. I don't want somebody's big dragging me down. I don't need that. I come out of that. I need somebody, I need something that's going to stretch me to a higher place. I need somebody that's going to require more. Hallelujah. So I, I ask you to evaluate your family a little bit. Draw close to your family you need to draw close to. And if you need to draw a line so that you can go higher for the time, it don't, doesn't mean that you throw them away. But you can't fellowship if there's no fellowship there with them. If they're pulling you down or pulling you back, you're going to have to make some adjustments. You're going to have to start hanging with people that's going to lift you up. Spend time in your Bible every day. Spend time growing in God. Praise God. Let God begin to work in you. And let God, and pray for them, begin to let God work in them. Let's stand our feet. Thank you, Lord. So, this time of year right now is a great time of ministry. A lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are in, 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 in uh, experiencing things and don't know what to do. And I tell you, you can take people in this time of year. It's a great time. Uh, bring people to your place, your house. Begin to spend the time talking to them. This is a family season. Say, hey, you know, you may not have family, but we want you to be a part of our family. Hallelujah. Sometimes, sometimes people just need to be accepted and know, know that they're loved. Praise God. I've had people do that with me. I've had people uh, uh, before I was married, before, you know, they would take me in. When I was single, they'd take me in. Hey, where you, we want you over at our house for, for Thanksgiving or for Christmas. or We want you to hang with us. We want you just to come over. What a blessing that is. Praise God. Amen. So find somebody. Look around. There's somebody. Don't let anybody be by themselves this season. Don't do it. Take them in and say, hey, you're family. Amen. And we're going to fellowship together. Right? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I tell you, God's a good God. Amen. He's a good God. Praise God. I pray that everybody here today is, is born again, that you know Jesus is your Lord. I'm not talking about a religion. I'm talking about a relationship. I'm not talking about man's ways and philosophies. I'm talking about a relationship with the Most High God. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I'm, telling, I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords into this family. If there's anyone here today and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, raise your hand. Just raise your hand. We'll pray for you right now. Praise God. We don't want you to leave uh, without. 
Praise God. And if you're part of the family, but you've missed it in some way, thank God for 1 John 1 9. He said, if we confess our sins, God's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All you have to do is go before him and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I ought not have done that. Praise God. And right back under the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Because God's love is great. He loves you. Remember, you're valuable and precious. You're special and you're important to God. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this group of people here today. I'm so thankful, Father, for your love and your goodness to us. And Father, as we approach closer and closer to, the, to Christmas and New Year's and, and this time together, Lord, that we want to keep our eyes on you that you're the one that shed your love to us even while we were yet sinners. You showed your love to us and showed us how we could be accepted in the beloved, how we could be accepted into this family where heaven and earth is named. And so, Father, I just pray over this whole family here today. I thank you, Father, for this being a special time together, a time of ministry, not a time of loneliness. We come against loneliness in the name of Jesus and say, no, we'll not entertain you, we'll not have it. Grief will not have you in Jesus' name. But we thank you for a spirit of peace, spirit of love and acceptance in the household of faith. We thank you, Father God, for every uh, person that's here today to experience your love in a greater way than ever before. Thank you for all needs met, Lord. Thank you for health and bodies that need health and healing in their lives. Thank you, Father, for those that need better jobs. I thank you for favor upon their lives. Lord, that you'll open the doors for them to have better jobs, better paying jobs, or those that may need a job. I thank you for those doors opening quickly to them for that job. Thank you for providing well for each one. Lord, we love you. You're so good to us. We give you all the thanks and praise for who you are, an awesome, wonderful father to us of this family. We're so thankful to be in this family. We give you praise as we go this week, Lord. We, we magnify you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, hug somebody's neck. Shake their hand as you go. Be blessed. Praise God. Remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to God. Amen. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.